Good morning again. Uh, my name is Matt. I'm one of the leaders here. Great to be with you this morning and to uh, celebrate the birth of Jesus uh, together. I've been asked to give uh, a short message this morning. Um, and uh, to be honest, it's been uh, a difficult task. And I, I, I'm just beginning to realize how hard it is um, to, to grasp and describe the significance uh, of the birth of Jesus. Uh, what it meant for humanity, um, what, what it meant for a, a broken and, and hurting world. Uh, but, but I want to start this morning uh, by inviting us to contemplate what it would have meant for those who were present uh, on that very first Christmas. It, you, you see, the, the Israelites, uh, they knew that they'd been chosen by God. Uh, to be his people, and they knew that, that all of humanity uh, was in desperate need uh, of rescue. It, culturally, they, they had this collective uh, awareness that, that sin and death were foreign invaders in God's story, and that even the oppression that they experienced and were experiencing at the hands of the Romans were only a, a further sign to them that, that something was off in the world. It was only an indicator of the troubling state into which the world had slipped. And yet, in the midst of sin and death, in, in the face of brutal oppression and slavery, they had hope. They knew who God was. They, they had faith in, in His character. Uh, they had uh, faith in His promises. That, that one day, God would set the world right again. That one day, God would wipe evil from the face of the earth and restore humanity and all of creation in His presence. But before all of that could happen, they knew that the Messiah had to come. And, and the term uh, Messiah simply means anointed one. And, and, in, and according to the scriptures, it would be a, a chosen king whom God would raise up and bring to power from the line of King David. A king uh, who would begin the powerful work uh, of restoration and restoring hope to God's people, and restoring hope to the world. Exactly who this Messiah was, and exactly what he would do, was a topic of constant debate. But culturally, they knew that he was coming. And years of waiting uh, turned into centuries of waiting. And they never gave up hope on this promise. In fact, the harder the Romans pressed down on them, the more they cried out to God to send the Messiah. Until, on that fateful evening, a baby was born. In humble circumstances, in the line of King David, in the city of David. And this event is so significant that, that heaven itself can't help but break into song 
as if heaven itself begins breaking through the veil, separating our realities. And an angel of the Lord appeared to the shepherds nearby, and it says that the glory of the Lord shone around them. And the angel said to them, don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. In other words, the very thing that you've waited centuries to hear, I am now here to announce. Today in the town of David, a, a savior, or a rescuer, a redeemer has been born to you. He is the Messiah. Their king and redeemer is finally here. Few cultures had anticipated anything with such bated breath as the Israelites had waited for this. The wait is over, the angels proclaim. He has come. What the Messiah would do for them and, and how he would do it, they weren't entirely sure. He would rule as king, they knew that much. He would bring a new era of freedom and peace. The details were yet to be discovered, but, but for now, their world is simply bursting with potential. On a dark night, in a dark world, where oppression ruled with an iron fist, suddenly there was joy contagious and uncontainable. Here, at last, was their Messiah. But what they hadn't fully figured out yet was that this baby was more than a Messiah. He was more than just a human being born by human parents in the line of David. But as the angel explained to Mary and Joseph, uh, this, this new life that was forming was not from human parents, but of the Holy Spirit or from God Himself. And His name is Emmanuel or God with us. Slowly it became clear that God did not send their Messiah but that God became Him. The prophet Isaiah, centuries earlier, had prophesied about the first Christmas using these words. He said, For us, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on His shoulders. He will be called Wonderful Counselor, Almighty God, Heavenly Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will rule on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing it and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. It wasn't that God had chosen a child to fulfill his good purposes in the world. It, it, it was that God was become a child to fulfill more than, than we dared to dream. And so the being that we call God, the being who created the universe, the, the infinite 
and uncreated one. The one responsible for all of reality. The one who had created every human being was now himself becoming the very human being who would rule on the throne and restore the earth. The one wrapped in unapproachable light. The mystery beyond our comprehension. The reality into which no human intellect can fully pierce and and no mind uh, can fully conceive. This God has come near. John says it this way. He says, in the beginning was the Word. And, and, and this, the Word for him is, is the Son of God or, or, or the very reason for existence in, in the Greek. The invisible uh, mystery behind the universe. That's the Word. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. In Him was life. And that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. The God wrapped in unapproachable light was now being wrapped up in a manger. The God whom the skeptics of our age say cannot be known was now crying out through human lungs and and seeing the world through human eyes and, and embracing the human experience in all of its fullness. John continues, he says, The Word became flesh or became human and made His dwelling among us. And we have seen His glory. The glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father full of grace and truth. The God beyond comprehension has made Himself comprehensible such that the very nature and essence of who He is, the fullness of His heart, would be seen clear as day, cutting through all of our speculation and misconceptions. Such that any philosopher, any theologian, any spiritual seeker, any human being who would endeavor to know who God is could start right here. In a humble manger, in the arms of a teenage girl, in a little town, in an oppressed nation, in the exact spot where God said He would show up one day. And and suddenly, after this moment, the world is a different place. We no longer have a God of the philosophers, some distant being who we can theorize about, but never engage with we're no longer shooting in the dark as to his heart and his nature and his intent we're no longer left debating about God's presence or his absence by becoming a human being 
God has come as close to us as he could possibly come, giving us an unparalleled look into his incomprehensible being. Love had just become a person. We can clap to that, even if we're not one or two. Hope became something that you could touch. That which was from the beginning, John says, the, the eternal, the uncreated, that which we have heard, that which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked at, and, and our hands have touched. This we proclaim concerning the word of life. Jesus becomes the point in space and time where the incomprehensible becomes knowable and known. Where, where the unapproachable light, blinding as the sun, becomes something that, that we could grasp and see. No longer are, are we squinting into the mystery with, with strained and weary eyes. That which we've struggled to grasp became something that, that we could see, something that we could touch. God's clearest act of self-disclosure was this moment right here. As Mary holds in her arms a, a helpless baby boy. In the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times and in various ways. In other words, God has been speaking to us all along. But in these last days, He has spoken to us by His Son, who is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of His being. If you want to know what God is like, the very essence of who He is, we start right here. And, and for the briefest of moments, it, you could touch His hands and you could look into His eyes. For He had come into the very reality that He created. And not to condemn the world, as some would assume, not to come in judgment over the world, but to save or rescue or redeem the world through Him. You see, if humanity was the source of the problem of sin and death, then God entering humanity would be the source of its redemption. This baby would soon grow up to be the God-man that they had been waiting for. The perfect human being that we could never be. The one who sent the kingdom of God crashing into this old and worn out world. The one who died on a cross defeating sin and who was resurrected back to life defeating death. Christmas becomes the turning point for all of human history. In fact, this moment is so pivotal, it is so central to, to the human story that all of time 
will now be measured in distance before or after this event. As if to say that all of time was in orbit around the life that had just come into the world. The world would be changed forever and the fate of humanity along with it. But for now, in this moment, at at ground zero, there's just awe. The shepherds stand and watch, made privilege to to the mystery that is unfolding before them. And and so for a moment, there's just stillness and, and peace. And yet, even in that stillness, surging into this moment... And, and, and rippling out into the world around them is joy and anticipation. That, that from this single moment in time will ripple outward a- across nations and cultures and the countless centuries that are to follow. Hope has come. The night is not yet over. But into that night, a light has begun to shine. And this light is the light of all mankind, and it will not be overcome. Hope, real hope, contagious, tangible, touchable hope. And and in a moment, agnosticism is irreversibly shattered. And and, and darkness no longer has the last word. God has come near. And humanity so desperate for rescue from this day forward will have a way forward. Light has come into the world. And the darkness did not understand it. And, And those who walked in darkness rejected Him and despised the light. And yet, to all those who did receive Him, to those who believed in His name, He gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent uh, or of human decision or husband's will, but born of God. This humble birth that we celebrate on Christmas every year would be the key to unlocking humanity's rebirth. Such that all those who call on His name and and, and put their faith in Him receive eternal life. As simple as that. In His death, we would find victory over death. And in His resurrection, we would see the fate of every single man, woman, and child who follows after Him. And in the very name of the baby who was born on Christmas, humanity would find the means of its own rebirth. And so, as we look to Christmas, we remember, we remember the baby who was born, noble and known, and yet himself full of mystery. And and to those of us who, who are feeling lonely, in, in, in this season, we remember 
that we worship Emmanuel, God with us. You are not alone. And to those who lack hope for this life or the next, Christmas reminds us that, that, that God came near, that humanity ha- has hope that's real and, and tangible and, and, and was touchable. And that no one need perish without eternal life. No one. God approaches us with the gift of new life for the present and an eternal life for the age to come. We remember the night when the eternal Son of God took on flesh and blood and a name. A a name so powerful that it would change the face of planet earth. And we remember that fateful night when hope became something that you could touch. And finally, we stand in awe this morning and wonder right there in that first Christmas, side by side with the shepherds, in awe of the God who has come near. Would you stand with me?